Welcome to the show, everyone. My guest today is Michael Prince. Now, this was the first in-person interview that I've done on my podcast. So we did it back here. I've taken everything down since. Well, actually, you can kind of see the table set up still. And we got this stuff over here. And, you know, I got these fancy microphones that I had full intent on using. And then we ended up not using it because we were actually able to sit fairly close together. So we use this microphone that's right here. But um, anyways, just super excited to share this one, partially because there's just a different energy that comes from actually being in a room with somebody and just having a very flowing conversation. And this was definitely that. It was a lot of fun. We got to dive into Mike's background and story of being an athlete, doing the hydrojet. So him and his uh, wife actually own the local hydrojet company that if you're not familiar with it, it's basically, you know, those like uh, jet packs or moon boot type things that you see on the jet skis. They own that in this community that we live in called Kelowna, which is a very destination type place, like a beautiful lake. And and anyways, Mike had his identity really tied tightly to that because he was a professional athlete in that space at one point, which, you know, who would have thought that that even existed? But Mike did. And he talked about what it was like just being in that world and then naturally, how his life has progressed over the years. He's also been in the corporate world in the sales space for a long time as well. And most recently in the last couple of years, he ran into a point of his life where he just started to question, am I happy? What's going on here? I feel like there's something, there's a greater purpose to what I'm here to do on this earth. And then naturally he became a dad. He also has two young boys just like me. So we've connected really closely. He lives literally three doors down the road from me. And Mike just shared very vulnerably, honestly, truthfully about his journey along the way, his discovery of personal work, spiritual work, breath work, some of the, we quote unquote, we, we talked about this, the dragons that he's met along the way, including getting diagnosed with Lyme disease within the last year and a bit. And how he's faced that and learned to actually embrace it and love it and change his story around it. And we just dove deep into a lot of really meaningful things in both of our lives, which is literally the kind of conversations that we have when we're not recording, you know, when we're hanging out at the tennis court, when we're walking on the street with our kids, when we're, you know, heading over to his place for a bonfire in the backyard with all the other neighbors. And it was just really fun to turn on the record button and actually share some of this with all of you. One, because I want all of you to meet Mike Prince. He's got an incredible presence to him and what he's done in creating uh, a ripple effect of change, not only in his life, in his family, but in his extended family as well, has been really inspiring to me. And I'll give Mike props right now too. He's also the one that encouraged me to just take the leap into doing cold plunging and he actually told me, he's like, yeah, I got a horse trough in my backyard and I do the cold plunge. And I was like, dude, I got to see this. <laughs> so I actually walked over there and said, that is pretty cool. And I know I can get one of those. And within like three days, I'd gone to the local, you know, horse supply shop here. And now I have a cold plunge on my deck and I do it every single day or almost every single day. And it's been such a, it's my think tank. It's been so grounding for me. And now even I'm still constantly learning. And I just appreciate having a guy like Mike in my world because he actually challenged me even on the podcast to say, 
I want you to sit in that cold tub, that cold plunge, and just do nothing. Be in the silence. Because normally what I do is I record myself and I talk through it. It's almost like a daily journal for me. But he's like, why don't you try this? Why don't you just try sitting in the silence and feel the cold on your skin and just get grounded in that. And I really appreciate having somebody in my life that can just reflect on that and that I can have these kind of conversations with. So without further ado, let's go ahead and give this one a listen. Okay, so we're recording already, and I got some notes here, but just a conversation, man. Yeah. Thanks Had so much for coming weeks. here. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a pleasure, and I appreciate uh, appreciate the invite. I've been looking forward to it, actually, all week. I know. Yeah. we've Well, you and I have had so many great conversations just in the last, like, month or two. Totally. And every naturally, for me, every time... Um, like I create a lot of content. So I walk away from, <laughs> I walk away from our conversations and I'm thinking like, man, I wish we would have just recorded that. But yeah, of course, uh, in the moments it's all, there's always a different authenticity that comes through in conversations. So. Totally. There's that genuine aspect when, you know, the cameras aren't rolling and yeah, you can spit things freely. Yeah. 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 But I am genuinely looking forward to this uh, for a few different reasons. One to just tell my network and people that are watching who you are, what your background is. We'll dig into all of that juicy stuff right, of right, right, right. the messy journey, you know? Yeah. Um, and then ultimately just, you know, fast forwarding to today, what we've each experienced personally just in the last couple of months, even too, because mm-hmm. there's so many things and I've got a bunch of notes here that are going to kind of guide us, but one of the elements of this podcast, and I'll, I'll just read it out here because I tell people this whenever I do the podcast is, uh, Brene Brown's quote. So one day you will tell yourself or you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through and it'll be somebody else's survival guide. So yeah, I absolutely love that quote. Obviously I've heard it before because I've listened to some of the podcasts and every time I hear that, it still, still hits home. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good foundational piece too, right? To just speak about the truth, which mm-hmm. I think is maybe another piece of what we'll talk about here is like, what does that mean exactly? It's different yeah. for everybody, you know? Yep. Um, but then knowing that that truth when spoken vulnerably and honestly can really be of service. And in fact, you got this book. I'm just going to grab it here right now. Yep. So Mike brought this book over right here. Um, the dad tell me book. And you want to just explain what this yeah, is? About? Yeah. So, well, I mean, we can go back to the purpose of why you created this podcast, mm. right? The heart of why you want it. And yes, speaking your truth is one of those things, but who are you speaking it for? The little, little feet that are pitter-pattering upstairs. <laughs> Which we're going to hear, right? So throughout this whole recording, uh, there's no doubt. So this book here is, is pretty neat. It's called Dad Tell Me. Yeah. And there's versions of it. But what it what it does is there's many prompting questions in here um, that your kids, and, and we can resonate with this, being big kids now and, you know, our fathers, mm. questions that you just don't ask your dad as you get older. Yeah. Um, but when I looked in this book, you know, I was like, man, I wish I knew this stuff about my dad. Totally. And and 90% of it, I don't. Right. Yeah. So this gives us an opportunity to change that. And as our kids get older, uh, you know, we fill this out throughout the years and then it's a gift to them. Yeah. And so I know that that really quality and cool relationship you have with your kids and, and what you want to create and the message and legacy that you want to leave for them. So that was, would be a neat token to, you know, yeah. uh, put some of that down on paper. 
right? It's, yeah, it's beautiful, man. And, <clears throat> and it is the, you know, a foundational piece of why I decided, decided to do this podcast. And I know we've been sharing lots of uh, messages and back and forth, even just in the last couple of weeks talking about, you know, we were just referencing that Jordan Peterson interview on yeah. Joe Rogan's podcast, which was four hours long for anybody that hasn't watched it, go check it out. But like, I pulled out like three things from that podcast that actually stood out, right? There might've been a thousand topics, but one of them was just this idea of like speaking your truth. And in fact, I wrote this down because I didn't want to mess up exactly what Jordan Peterson said, but he talked about this sermon on the mound where the problems of the day will take care of themselves. Don't worry about the future. And then he goes on to say, that's not at all what that is actually saying. You know, what, what he heard on that was align yourself firmly with that, which is the highest. So what is that? Right. Mm -hmm. Beauty, truth, courage. He's like, yes, all of those things, love, um, the desire that everything will flourish rather than suffer the integrating of all things. Good. Right. So people refer to this as God, whatever, you know, aspire to that. And then he said, concentrate on the day. Right. Focus on that mm. day. You won't get what you want ultimately when you tell the truth, but how the hell do you know what you want? There were so many pieces of yeah, this man where I was just like, what? <laughs> you could go deep on that. That's very thought provoking for sure. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, when you say a thousand insights in that four hour podcast, you, you're certainly correct. It was, uh, <clears throat> I had to listen to it in chunks because I actually had to process a lot of the things he was saying, as you do here, if you really yeah. break that apart, you could go different directions. Um, and what you see on the surface isn't really how it presents itself. Um, very, very smart man. Totally. And tying <laughs> it back kind of to, to this book that you were referencing here, this dad tell me is um, so part of the reason for doing the podcast was to really step into a place of, let's be honest, it's uncomfortableness because yeah. just the speaking of your own truth, but even if you started off like I have for the last 30 episodes of interviewing other people, there's still an elements of kind of like, Oh shit, am I going to ask the right questions? What if I don't oh, know how course. to guide the conversation? Like just all the things that come up naturally. And then now that I'm actually starting to speak more of my truth from my own perspective and my beliefs at this current time, knowing that yeah. they'll change and evolve. Um, I know that if I'm authentic in doing that, that my kids are going to see this as like a blueprint of my life and how I've shaped my beliefs, you know? Totally. I mean, you're the topics you're covering. If you go back in your last 30 plus episodes, you're absolutely right. They're chapters. They're going to get to read through and listen to and look at dad's opinions and um, watch you evolve as well. Right. And, and, and really resonate that. And as they, look through that and then further go through their own things in life, be able to refer back to them and be like, Oh, you know, dad lended me this piece of wisdom in this episode and, yeah. um, or some of the guests that you had. Right. So you're really, you're really creating those curious conversations with yeah. each individual that you sit down with and it's expanding your knowledge. And then in turn, when they watch it down the road, it's expanding theirs. Right. And it's, it's special. It's pretty incredible when you actually ground yourself in that. I know Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this too, when he's guiding people on like creating content. Yeah. He says, think about your kids, kids, kids watching this in the future. You want a content strategy? Yeah. No kidding. You know, like show up with integrity, with authenticity, with vulnerability, with the truth, yeah. knowing that you have to be humble and empathetic, and compassionate, because whenever you ground the truth in, this is the absolute truth. 
it's tainted, right? It's, there is no absolute truth. Well, absolutely right. Because you look at a lot of the content out there um, and a lot of it is, has its various topics, but it's, it's business focused. Mm -hmm. It's for the the highest, um, you know, the highest uh, grossing amount they can bring in terms of sales or revenue or whatever. A tactic, a strategy. You got it. Versus I agree. Gary puts out a lot of real raw things and that's amazing. I've never really heard that perspective of, of him saying that, but Mm -hmm. uh, when you think about it that way, it's, you're certainly going to think twice before you get in front of the video or the mic, because, you know, from a 30,000 or 60, 80, 90, hundred year view, um, when that's a living document and, and, you know, people that far are watching it, you better, you better be speaking from here. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking from the heart. Absolutely. And I think this here, like the idea of um, actually writing it down too, because we were talking about this a bit before we started recording, which by the way, we just kind of naturally started recording here. (laughs) So cool how that happens too. But I knew that we'd have a great chat, man. But I was saying that, you know, I'm doing cold plunging now and I'm doing it consistently and I have you to thank for that. And I want to dive into that a bit too, but I'm recording myself almost like a self journal every single night. Very cool. Partly because it actually helps me take my mind off the cold. Mm -hmm. So there's a distraction element to it, you know, but also for the thing that we're just talking about, which is like, I want to get these thoughts out of my head because I know that if I say them out loud, then they they start to manifest, right? But yeah. there's a lot of power in writing as well. Big time. I'm going to go back a quick step and challenge you now that you just said what you just said. If you're doing the cold, when you do your cold plunge tonight, yeah. I want you to not document or not speak during it. I want you to sit in silence because you that, just said it gives you a distraction to get through it. That's, you know, you want to sit in it. You want to sit in that and uh, see what goes on up here. That's it's, interesting you say that, man, because one of the things that's come up for me a lot in the last couple of days is the sitting in the silence Mm -hmm. and not even from that context of like, you're in a cold plunge, sit in the silence, but in general, yeah, in general, just in conversations, you know, as somebody that is um, on this side of the podcasting conversation, but also even just in talking to people, you know, I was mentioning to you that uh, Danielle and I are creating a collective right now and we're just having conversations with people. And that's what I'm becoming very aware of is that every single person that I talk to is either at a mastery level or is consciously aware of wanting to master being comfortable in the silence. Yeah, it is. It, it is a game. It's, it's huge, a game. Right? Man. We all, and it's, oh, it's a game. Look it's at how game. much content. Yeah. <laughs> look how much content you put out. You, yeah. you talk professionally for a living pretty much. Right. And you're a highly intelligent. Talking is easy. That doesn't make me uncomfortable. Totally. But yeah. sit down in a room with the lights off for 40 minutes and you want to talk about a challenge for your average person. That's a challenge. You yeah. know, the amount of thoughts that come rushing in. Uh, if you think about the amount of content, never mind that you put out, but that you consume in, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Right. I know you send me stuff late night, sometimes YouTube videos. I'm like, geez, Trev's still up. I was sleeping by then. <laughs> I watch it in the morning, but yeah. but you're constantly bringing that all in. So to sit yeah. in the silence and clear the mind is is a challenge, but it's also it's also a blessing once you begin to harness it. Because mm-hmm. as we've talked about the cold tank as well, I referenced it to the think tank, and I still do. Yeah. I love it. It's it is the think tank, and that's not just cold. I think if you if you're singing an infrared sauna or something like that but you embrace the silence. You know, mm-hmm. you're not listening to music. You're not, I've had some of my 
I feel biggest breakthroughs or ideas come in those moments where I just close my eyes and, and, you know, you go through the struggle in your mind, damn, it's cold. No, yeah. it's really cold in here. No, it's really fucking cold. You know, or the infrared. <laughs> we can swear on here, by the way. Too. Right. There's so no I censoring was, I was this. like, eh, I'm not sure here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, same with infrared. Damn, it's hot in here. Damn, you process that yeah. all in the beginning. You get through the, the suffering and the struggle. Once that's gone, as you know, in the cold tank, it's your first, what, 30 seconds? Mm -hmm. Your fight or flight kicks in. And then you're like, I get the hell here. No, yeah. breathe, breathe, breathe. Yeah. Once you're past that, then you can clock some time and your mind really starts to accept it. And, and, uh, creativity begins. Yeah. I'm so glad that the conversation <laughs> went this direction because the notes that I had on all the things that I wanted to talk with you about is, is naturally just about like, who is Mike? What is, what brought you to this point? You know, what were the identities that you lived through and that you attached to um, both as a, as an athlete, as a sales guy, and it's funny talking about that too, but like one of the greatest strengths in sales is literally comfort in the silence, right? Yeah. It's asking that question and allowing for the, the feedback. Waiting. Yeah. And letting the other person really process it and then actually say something out loud where it becomes their idea. Like it's totally, you're, 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 you're letting them, you're letting them prompt their own questions. Essentially, if you're doing it properly, absolutely. It's, mm -hmm. and then listening for the hidden gems of yeah. a solution. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, if we look at not to go down the, the sales pattern too much, but hey, we're going to go down whatever path we go down here, man. <laughs> if you look at, you know, old sales is dead. Yeah. The, the, the classic um, soliciting call and anybody senses that I don't answer a bloody call on my phone that I know. Yeah. I do, isn't in my phone or I don't recognize. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong. I'm kind when I do get caught on those calls because we've all been there. We started there. Yeah. I started walking the streets door to door and, and in businesses. And it was awkward as hell. It was painful. It was everything in between, but it certainly taught you a lot. But today's sales now is it's marketing. It yeah. is. It's you need to, you need to find the need and, and align it rather yeah. than you can't force it anymore. Yeah. And all of these pieces are so connected to it's, and again, this is where our conversation you'll find will dance between these topics and come back and forth to between them. But you know, we were just looking at a graphic on my screen here a moment ago, talking about this like center grounding of like self-actualization. If we were to just mm -hmm. summarize it in one word, you yep. know, like gratefulness and oneness and all of these things. But then you have all of these outer pieces as well that make up the entirety of what it is to be a human being and life and everything else. And it can feel, I guess, overwhelming at times, right? And um it doesn't matter if it's in your career and your business and your family life, your finances, all of that kind of stuff. There's a sense of uh, uneasiness and uncomfortableness that comes from that, you know? Yep. Big time. And, you know, having that grounding place of like presence in the middle, I think is so critically important. It can be trans translated and pushed out into all areas of life. Like how we show up in our presence with our kids, for example, mm -hmm is a direct reflection on how they're going to live in this world, you know, and react yeah. to different situations and yeah, all this stuff. It kind of, it, it just all interconnects, doesn't it? Oh, it's not time. just one thing that you can focus on. And I'm going to go master this sales. No, no. I mean, it's like silence is sales. Oh, totally. Presence and, is sales. And as we know, as we just spoke about, it constantly changes. Mm -hmm. Right. And then there's the performance aspect and this leads into the idea we've spoken about. Right. And, what can help create human performance and airy gaps in the sales world that, that people are missing. 
It's yeah. not all Excel sheets and numbers and amount of calls lead to X, Y, Z. Touches, right? Where's the human performance aspect, mm-hmm. right? Where's the, how many times did you journal this month? Yeah. How many times did you go in your cold tank? How many times? And, and that's not, that goes well beyond sales. These are health habits we're talking about now. And yeah. um, I can tell you to circle back to the cold tank. I've, I've had an energy about me this week. I've been dancing in my office in between calls and, and all that. And just... <laughs> So, so much fire this week and if i if i dissect it which i did last night i was like why have i had this crazy energy this, this week yeah um i have had some neat neat things i've i've uh been doing i actually did another view, interview on tuesday which is it's crazy i'm not like a, a popular interview. guy or anything but yes no, you lo- are a man lo- a local <laughs> uh just a local fun uh cool thing called park bench but oh, yeah. um and then i was looking forward to this one but really it was the it's the cold tanks I've gotten back to mm. broke through the ice, you know, literally. Yeah, literally. And I'm getting back <laughs> into it each night <laughs> and I've been doing hot and cold actually. So yeah. constriction just pumps the blood through your body heals and, and, and the immune, you know, fires the immune system. And, and so I think that's been a big game changer for me this week on top of, you know, the, the work and the things I've been looking forward to and getting some clarity on some items, but uh, mm. that that's the standout one that, um, and if we could influence people, just throw them in there. Yeah, it's that holistic approach to all of this. I think that's what we're both talking about in a general sense here is just, you know, I'm a very visual person. So I'm, I keep referencing kind of what I built there in these bubbles, right? So if you think of all these, you know, outstanding circles, it's all connected. But a lot of times yeah. our 3D self, our human self wants to like isolate something of like, I'm going to go create mastery in this. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of lose sight or lose track of your your health or your fitness or your mindfulness or whatever it is and i think this is naturally allowing our conversation even to go in all the directions i wanted it to because i want to back everything up um and have you tell your story of what got you to here Mm -hmm. because i know some of the deep conversations that we've had have been around Mm -hmm. this idea of like a holistic approach to all things in life but then let's wrap it around something like sales or let's wrap it around something like parenting Yeah, and look at these pieces that make up, like, what does it mean to have a holistic conscious parenting approach or a holistic totally. conscious sales approach even too, if we're yeah. using the same language. Right. So I don't know where you want to start with that because whenever I ask that question, you got one person that says, well, I was born in, yeah. you know, <laughs> and then the next yeah. person starts at the age of 35 when this one thing happens. We but could, dude, we could certainly go back, back quite a ways into. And feel know, free to do it, man. We got lots of time here. I have no time limits on how long this one could be. It might, it might get to that point. We might, we, we might get there, but I'll start at somewhere <laughs> a little bit more realistic. Maybe, maybe about 10 years ago. Um, I would say, and, and to led to where I am now, because it was a time where actually I was, I was working the same job corporately. I had gap years in between. Oh, you've been in it for so, 10 years now? Uh, seven, because I took a few years off to start the local business and do some other things, travel and compete. And I'll yeah. get into a little bit of that. But um, yeah, I, I found the sport of hydro flight or flyboarding, mm-hmm. um, which is just to give a quick quick uh, synopsis for the, if, if, if people don't know what that is it's the one that's attached to a sea you're strapped into wakeboard boot so you have jets at your feet yeah uh, we will get trev doing it in the spring yes. and you go up in the air um <laughs> with the projections of the jets uh, that are redirected from the sea so when that first came out as you can imagine it was pretty mind-blowing and uh, i had a client who called me he was the first distributor in canada wanted to set up his 
his website. So I said, awesome, I'll do that for you, but let's sit down and have a coffee about this. Mm. And so chatted with him about that, uh, partnered from a sales perspective to help with selling boards. And then I found out there was the first ever competition in Qatar. Mm. Um, so I said, well, hell, I'm not, not going. Yeah. So flew there as a spectator um, and uh, watched it and said, this is, I got to get involved in this and, and, uh, and then got in that world and, and opened my own location uh, here in Kelowna. I worked yeah. with that individual for a couple of years, partnership f- fell through as they do. And um, I really found myself then I found something that I wanted to commit to that fired me up. Um, and then started this location here and uh, started competing myself. Mm. So started training and, uh, it was, uh, an ego explosion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're involved in, in the latest and greatest thing. Everybody wants a piece of it to check it out. Yeah. <clears throat> you're Mr. Can't cool. help but turn your eyes to it when you see it. Right. Especially anybody that doesn't know Kelowna too. It's they've, we've got this big bridge that connects one side of the lake to the other. When you drive across it, the downtown's yeah. like right there. Yeah. Oh, and so we purposely a, planted ourselves along the lake wall always. It's your best marketing right there, the right? Bridge yeah. Or, there was never any car accidents, thanks. It was a concern. <laughs> I was like, does insurance cover this? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it was it was by far one of the highlights of my life that time period. Yeah. You know, I got to travel the world. I was I was healthy to a degree, you know, because we were partying and doing our thing. But uh, I was training physically all the time and eating pretty well and working out lots. And I had a brotherhood, which we, again, we traveled with, we supported one another, we competed together. Um, It was what was incredible. Mm. Now, why this is all relevant is because that quieted down the dust settled, Mm. just as I'm sure you experienced with your hockey career, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Peaks and valleys and, and, and every athlete will experience because the, the, the road ends. It does. And nobody tells you it's going to end. You're not really prepared for it. Mm -hmm. And you've attached your identity to that so uh, tightly, created yeah. your brand around it, and uh, your routine, everything like just everything. your daily. And that's that's what everybody got to know me for. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mike, when's your next competition? When are you doing this? How's the business? How's the? And it got to a point where, in in my mind, I wasn't really there anymore. Mm. So I was almost lying. I was like, ah, I don't know. When when in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to compete anymore. This is done. This yeah. is. You know, I, I'm having kids now and it's not because of that. It's the industry's kind of died out and we all kind yeah. of slowed down. Um, but there's a gray area there where, like, okay, well, who am I now? How do I define myself? You know, I had to ask myself those, those questions inwardly. And yeah. it's a very lonely place because nobody else knows I'm in this. You don't tend to talk it out loud. In fact, this is probably the only time I ever have talked this out loud. Yeah. Um, but I know the path at which to led me where I am. And this is, this is where it spawned from because early last year, well, let's even, even prior to that, I'd say early, uh, late 2020, let's put it, you know, I, I, I have, uh, a great small business. I have a, a great paying corporate job, which is from home and pretty super flexible. And I, I'm really good at it. I'm a high achiever. Uh, but I went into the new year and, uh, I just wasn't happy. Mm. I wasn't happy. I knew. And I was like, why? I love my kids. I love my wife. I could not figure it out. And then I wasn't feeling, I was like, yeah, "Eh, it's someone's birthday. Oh, this 
cool thing happened. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I can't live like this. This mm. is, this is, I knew in my heart of hearts, I was like, this is not healthy. Yeah. Um, and I didn't go down a dark path or anything. I was probably drinking a little more than I should have casually again, not, not affecting any part of my life, but my own, my own head and clarity. Mm-hmm. And so I started to look a little more inward and just ask myself, well, who am I now? You know, how do I fix this? What do I do? Google. <laughs> oh, yeah. right? And I was like, I'm, I'm just saying that out loud though, because totally, anybody hearing that, we know that, right? It's, yeah. It's, so you want to search somewhere for an answer, right? You're looking totally. external all the time when that first comes up. At least I know I can speak from my own perspective, yep. right? When you hit that point where you're like, there's got to be more here. Absolutely. And my, my first step is I knew how to be healthy again. So I said, slow down the casual drinks. Let's cut that out. Mm. Let's start working out again. I, you know, I was 225 pounds at the time. So I put on a lot of extra weight, look, 20, 25 pounds of extra weight. Um, and, uh, I've been following a friend of mine for a couple of years. That's, you know, at the time was really rather out there spiritually and watching what he was doing, but it, there was fitness involved. There was this and that. And it, it's very interesting how we aligned. Yeah. Because I I've been watching him forever, but I still was like, I'm not going into that program. Yeah. However, out there, I, that's the word I just heard you use where I was thinking like, Oh, that's where your head was at at that point. Right. Where totally. it was like, Ooh, that's a bit out there. That's to, foreign. That seems a bit scary. To know me now, we're only that was only a year ago. Yeah. Just a little over a year ago. Yeah. And I'm deep now. I'm I'm there's no way I'm looking back. Right. And it's that's how quick it's happened in the exploration. Well, and I think real quick, I when did you and I actually first meet? It was probably it's maybe spring spring of last year. It feels like it's all been accelerated. I think we probably of... crossed paths a little earlier than yeah, that. Yeah, but never winter, really had me. But never really conversed too much. Or, um... But then in April, we went and played tennis, right? I yep. think it was like, probably like April, May or something like that. Yep. And then we actually never went back to it again. And anyways, and well, I don't I'll want to sidetrack. To, yeah. yeah, to why that happened as well. And um, But but yeah, so my sister-in-law actually reached out knowing I'm, I was in the fitness game and all this stuff and entrepreneur. And, and she, she was looking to start her own journey in terms of uh, she's, she's been a fitness coach for years, but didn't really know how to uh, shape the business and, and where to go. And so I was like, okay, well, I got, I got uh, this good buddy, Cam um, who's in it. He seems to be doing really, really well. And, and I think he can help you. I think he can be a bit of a mentor for you. So yeah, yeah. I booked a call with Cam and uh He's like, absolutely. I'll help. I'll help Megs out and and tell her who mentored me in this journey. And so align that. And then Cam said, well, how are you doing? And we got into a conversation that led to a longer conversation that opened up his, his course and his program. And I didn't have to think long on it because when he said, you know, when we were talking about emotion and missing pieces and it, it brought some of this out, I was like, this is what I need. Mm. This, it was that light bulb moment where I was like, I need to at least explore this. I know how to do the physical part. And that was part of his program. I know how to eat well, but it had helped to have big accountability. Yeah. Um, but this spiritual aspect, that's mm. cool. You're bringing in a new modality for these three different components. How's that going to work? Yeah. You know, so I jumped in, I, I, I committed, I invested uh, both financially and uh, 16 weeks of my life to a whole slew of things, a workout program, three day, only three days a week. Yeah. Uh, but I committed, committed seriously to my food pl- 
program as well. But then there was a ton of little life habits and this spiritual and breathwork component that came in. Mm. And when I did, I just found when I was doing, when I had this combination, a lightness started to happen over me, mm. you know, and I was coming back. I was waking up in the morning with my kids. I wasn't throwing on the TV for them and making breakfast or coffee. Mm-hmm. I was taking my kids to my favorite view in the corner of our house where we can see the sunrise in the mountains and sitting with them, having mm-hmm. conversations with them. I was, you know, sitting in the backyard by myself, putting my feet in the grass mm-hmm. and being grounded and feeling. And it had come back. I was driving. I was driving on the highway home from downtown. I remember this because I had my favorite view, right? As you get down into West Kelowna, past yep. Supercenter and stuff on the left, yep. the, the rocks. And, and I was feeling that. Mm. It was all coming back. So I had lost this and that really helped me pull it in. So for those listening, I mean, everybody's gone through this. We know it at different stages in your life. You feel numb and this stuff brings it back. And it's, it's, it's not magic. It's just practice and it's being conscious and it's acknowledging it all and working on it. And again, it's not a, it's not, it's, it's, it's like a physical practice. You can't go to the gym once and expect to be Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and, uh, you know, be massive the rest of your life. You got to practice it, but mm-hmm. we can keep going on this story. And yeah, so come, come April when we were playing tennis, um, I was in probably the best shape I've been in, in years since, yeah, since my competing days. Killer shape, man. Yeah. And I, was I remember thinking like, damn, this guy's in good shape. I gotta get up, <laughs> start doing something right now. You know, that's it. And I was excited to get back at tennis. I had done tennis and, you know, played tennis in, in years and yeah. I was like, cool, man. I met a neighbor, someone who seems to be on the same level and we can have some chats and blah, blah, blah. And, um, but I'd been having these joint pains mm-hmm. i remember your hand was on. really sore when we were playing tennis even too yeah and he didn't speak much about it then. i didn't it know much about like, it yeah, yeah you know i'd been st- I'm starting to feel it all and and i've been putting my body through a lot but recovering properly and nutrition was great and so i could not pinpoint it figured out test 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 with doctors and and then it was getting worse with my hands and my knees and my feet all joints really and then yeah when we were playing tennis yeah. Uh, I have pivotal moments of when I noticed this one, my, my watch wristwatch started to not fit was the very first. And mm-hmm. I was like, so it was like swollen. You mean like you're, yeah. Oops, yeah. You see it still. I'm a, used on a, yeah. usually much bigger than I am now, but yeah. skinny guy generally. Um, and, uh, so I was like, ego told me, Oh, I've been working out tons, you know, maybe my wrists are getting bigger. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And, um, kept going for tests, test, test after test, blood test, everything negative, negative. You're healthy. You're good. You're blah, blah, blah. So I, I ended up, um, and sorry, sidetrack when we played tennis, I knew I had certain functions in my body and I could play, but when we played, that's pretty shit. Mm-hmm. And I was frustrated. And I was like, why? Like my hand wouldn't formulate around the rack, the racket properly. Or when it hit, it was awkward. When I threw it was thrown too far back. Cause my hand, I can't fully straighten it. Mm. It's curved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these different moments. And of course, again, ego tells me like, you know, I don't know Trev very well at this time. I'm trying to be a little bit impressive. It's beyond the conversation, <laughs> you know, and showing I can play tennis, but I was doing terrible. And so um, when you checked in to play again, I kept avoiding it. Mm. I kept. And, and so I just kept being, no, I'm busy. I got this going on, but really I had this, this physical element going on that I really didn't want to share too much about. I didn't, mm. hell, I didn't know much about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, fast forward a little bit. I hired a naturopath and uh, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease. Mm. We finally found it. Well, we yeah. did many more tests with her, many more tests. Uh, and then she said, listen, in Canada, it's not really recognized, but we can pay for a private test. 
Well, I'll shell over 1600 bucks. We did it. I had it back within a few days. I was not, I had four different diseases within me from a, a tick bite. Really? And so, you know, it, it most would be upset or scared or sad. And sure, I was some of those things, but I had an answer. I had yeah. an answer to me. So I was like, cool. Fuck yeah. Let's target this now. Yeah, let's at least, go. At least you have a common enemy that you, you know what you can go yeah, after. Yeah. Right? And we worked the timeline back and we had cut six big trees down in our backyard in March. And I was head to toe for 10 days carrying trees, going through uh, the, you know, grinding machine, throwing them yeah, away. Yeah, and yeah. so it all made sense. Um, that was where the tick came from. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that, as you can imagine, led me even deeper on this journey, you know, and, and my physical was at a peak and then it started to decline. I had to go on antibiotics, which killed all my muscle mass and it was sore and tired and cranky and blah, 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 and so on and so forth. Mm. Um, so to go from building myself back up from that dark place, yeah. you know, coming full circle back to being like from that time, I've lost 45 pounds yeah. of muscle basically. Mm-hmm. Um, due to antibiotics, due to lack of activity and all of that stuff. So I had to find a mental toughness. I had to be resilient and say, okay, well, ego, physical is not everything, Yeah, you know, and this could go way back to why I, my physical has always been important to me um, from when I was a kid, but it, it, it has been, and I have had to learn this year that it's not everything, but beyond that, it's more for me. I was like, I'm also a protector. I have a family that, that you know, these are the, the, the little fears that hit us. I was like, if I get in a physical altercation where I have to protect my family, I don't feel like I can. Mm. And that terrified me. Yeah. But the point is, is, it it led me to going deeper on this breathwork practice, looking at meditate, looking inward more and spending more time with me and reflecting. And the power that has come from that I'll tell you is unbelievable. Um, and I've had some spiritual treatments. I, you know, I did that Campbell treatment in, in December, not too long ago, yeah. uh, but there's a lot that led up to that. I've done a balance of general practitioner antibiotics with a ton of holistic stuff. I can't name the amount of holistic medicine I've taken and take today. Um, but it's, it, it really led me to a place where today, um, this is still within my body. It could be gone. Actually. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had a lot of improvement. I am going to do a test again in about a month, yeah. um, to see where we're at, but I'll tell you, it has taught me a ton and I'm at a place mentally where I have told this, this, this thing, I love it. Mm. And I have <laughs> thanked it for, for coming upon me for the lessons it's taught me yeah. for the patience. Um, for the suffering and the pain, because it's all taught me a lot. And it's uh, allowed me to say goodbye to a lot of pieces of myself that weren't serving me. Mm. Um, And further to that, it's brought me to, I believe, a future journey where I can now serve others. Yeah. Right. This is, uh, there's a book and I haven't read it yet. I ordered it months and months ago, but it's called the hero's journey. And it's, you know, this is a piece of my initiation. And if I really look at this, this is scary. And it's your dragon. And some people totally, some people are going to, you know, look at this and be call crazy a little bit. But if I really look at this early in, in last year, when I found this, this journey initially, 
and I was so fired up about it. You know, I called my buddy Cam. I was like, Cam, I want to get involved in your program. I want to be a partner. I want to invest. I want to, how do I do this? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, Calm down. <laughs> you know, the universe will take care of that if we're going to get there and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. Uh, anyways, at that time, I felt inadequate a little bit. Mm. So I was like, I'm not trained in this. I don't, how can I teach others when, you know, I don't believe I've, I've, I've done a massive achievement myself, physically or spiritually. So I remember talking to my wife and saying, like, I need to plan a bike ride to Alaska. <laughs> or I need to do this. Extreme, or that. Like, right? Totally. And Just, I was like, I'm going to document it. I'm going to hire a team. Like I'm going to sponsors. Plans. I'm going to do all this shit. Yeah, yeah. And so my point is, I was asking the universe. <laughs> I was asking the universe. And I don't bike ride, by the way. Yeah, that yeah. That was the point. Yeah, it's more a challenge, so. right? I was like, yeah, I'm going to figure go. it out. Yeah. Um, I had put out and was asking the universe for a physical challenge. Mm. The universe delivered. Yeah. Maybe it's not in a way I, I wanted it to, but it yeah. delivered yeah. and I'm going through it and I've been through it and it's taught me and brought me to a place in life. I never thought I would be. And uh, I believe help influence some people already through the work I've had to do myself mm-hmm. and we're just getting started, but be careful what you wish for. But don't, because, you know, if you, if you put it out into the universe, positive, negative, whatever, that's what you get back. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, at the root of this as well as people need to learn energy wise, we do manifest big time. Yeah. Right. And that is positive or negative. If you wake up and go to sleep with those thoughts, you're, that's influencing your day. And when we talk about kids, that's even more important mm-hmm. from when they're in mom's belly to when they're before they leave the house yeah it's energy it's you know what they're feeling in the house and and daily and and everything and um so that's why i think that's why now i love this i I think it's my mission and i I truly believe uh that you know a a big part of my life has to be devoted to this now especially in the uh climate we're in today in the last Mm -hmm. couple of years people need this stuff more than ever so sad to see the struggles and know that there are some simple answers if people can commit to it yeah I want to dig into the changing of the story because I think it's a natural uh, transition for us to talk about that. But I want to share something really quickly that just came up for me too on that, uh, the idea of like manifesting everything in our lives, mm-hmm. not just the good, but also the, 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 the bad, which we can coin the bad as not actually being bad too and embracing the struggle and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And it took me a while to actually get my head to that place where I could even say that out loud and believe it, you know? Totally. But it is true. But what I remember for myself personally was over like 10 years or so from like 2008 to like 2018, I lived in a state of, um, I want to call it, just call it out for what it is, jealousy, mm-hmm. where I saw other people in my space of what I was doing on the entrepreneurship and the business side of things starting to rise, at least from my perception, I was seeing this like celebrity status Um, and it was Lewis house specifically, right. With Lewis, I saw Lewis and I at, at a very similar place in like 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. And then I saw all of a sudden his stuff took off and there was, there was jealousy and anger and just kind of like, why, why am I not there? You know? Yeah. And then what I associated it to though, was I thought, well, he's got more of a heartfelt story. You know, he was Mm -hmm. his athlete and he got injured. So he was on his, on his sister's couch and. And it was like the hero's journey story, right? Yeah. And I didn't actually even reflect on this until like a couple of years ago, but I remember looking back at it now and thinking like, I wished I had a more painful story mm. that I could tell 
that would actually allow people to resonate with who I was and the, and the pain and the, the yeah. journey that I went on. And what happened or how that manifested for me was Shar and I went through two preterm births yes. at yeah. 19 and 23 weeks, like really long on in the pregnancies, both of them actually, sorry, the second one was actually deemed like a, a birth. So we had to go through like funeral papers and all of that stuff. Yeah. You know, the other one was just before it, but it didn't hit me until later where I was like, I, I believe I created that. Yeah. Like I created this desire for a, a pain that was so painful that I would have never, ever wished it if I knew that I had that power to create it. Totally. You know? Yeah. But on that note too, I also believe that, you know, and again, this is part of the work that I've been doing and we've talked about this lots, the idea of like um, making choices and, and creating in a state of pain and suffering versus a pain or a state of uh, bliss and joy. Mm-hmm. And you kind of alluded to it of like, I love the shit out of this disease. Yeah. Totally. And, and, you and it can, took a while to get there though. Hey? And, and you can look at your journey too, a little bit, and you can say, would you have, you know, not that that experience was anything you'd wish upon anybody ever that you went through, mm-hmm. but would you have maybe the same love you have for your two kids upstairs? Had you not gone through that? No, that's, and right? that's the duality on it. It's, it's like, there's such a blessing and totally yeah. right. You, every moment, every second, every, every breath they take now you cherish and you, because they likely wouldn't be here. I don't know, but totally they likely wouldn't be, you know, yeah. if we had two kids before them. Yeah. yeah. And that's how, you know, we, so many of us in life go through so many challenging times and, and things. And um, for me, yeah, I, I, I never expected it, but you know what? There's so many people going through so many worse things. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's, 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 you always have to look at the, the reverse coin, but, and you, you do always have to find the love. If you lead with love, you win every single time. Yeah. You know, when we talk about what we were talking about earlier, even with debates, even with when you get passionate about topics, it's you mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. to kind of flip the coin and, and keep focused on what's important because our anger and our emotion, it's not that they're not real, but they're not, a healthy way to lead yeah you know you're blinded mm-hmm. for sure if, if you think about any put it this way and i'm sure you can resonate pretty quickly with this if you if you think about any emotional decision you've made in your life or a, a decision you've made during a time of anger or frustration do you think it was an effective one <laughs> generally <No>. speaking <laughs> right but you don't know until you reflect back on it or you're more present to be in the moments of of recognizing when you're making an emotional decision totally being self-aware yeah uh, having the emotional intelligence and the ability to self-regulate in yep. the moment right yeah like just that language even i couldn't have said out loud three years ago absolutely but it took some major breakdowns to get to that place yeah yeah and it's it's Again, if you could only instill simple habits with everybody, we've really tried to do it around our house with our kids, you know, because we have, uh, as you know, we've got two dogs, one really massive one that he gives you this much space in your life anytime and he's right there. And then we have the two little guys who are always me, me, I need this and we love them to death, but it, you know, it tests your patience. And so we've, we've had a bit of a switch in our house where, you know what, and honestly, I could say from four months ago, six months ago, it's amazing. Mm. Where you don't hear outbursts from either parent anymore. Mm. Uh, and of course we got to that point where we would yell or whatever and um, get frustrated, but we're taking deep breaths. 
You know, we're laughing at it. We're looking at each other and laughing. And it's yeah. like, it's just stepping outside of that emotion, stepping outside of that moment, just acknowledge, just being conscious yeah. in general to say, okay, I'm angry. I'm frustrated. That's enough. Cause you know, you can stop what would normally come next mm. versus if you just let that take over and okay, I'm, I can feel I'm getting red. I'm about to say green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And become the incredible Hulk. But you, you take that breath or you just take that moment to acknowledge the way you're feeling. And it's such a game changer. And then that it does turn into love almost right away. Because mm -hmm. I think about if I were to yell at my kid, I'm not going to feel good about that afterwards. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm to scold the dog. I don't even feel great about that afterwards. Yeah. Um, but if you have that moment and that switch, generally, I'm like, I want to hug him instead because yeah. I know what I, my old me would have done, or I know what a moment of frustration would have done. And it would have, you know, hurt his feelings or scare him if I yell because yeah. of frustration, anything of that nature, right. Or yeah. um, storm off. And so it's, it's, it's amazing when we have that switch and it is, it's just being conscious, which the way I say that is very simple. It's not simple. No, it's, it's a practice again. Right. And, and your our average person doesn't have that because it's, it's as simple as ignorance. Yeah. not knowing, you know, yeah. um, unfortunately. And so that's why I love this work. I love seeing people, uh, come into it and, and see those changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's tools for this, right? That's the thing. I think that like the intellectual brain, anybody that's watching and listening to this, there may be parts of even what both of us are saying where you're kind of like, okay, I kind of like the vibe on this, but like, where do I start? You know? And yeah. I, I think of, and in fact, I'm looking at it right now, there's a sheet of paper over there that I printed off that is just this hierarchy of, you know, so you, you resonate with something we're saying and you're saying, I want some of that too, right? I want to be a more conscious parent. Well, where do you start? Intention. Mm -hmm. Say it out loud. I have intent on becoming a more conscious parent. Done. You know, write it down. Next thing, behaviors. <clears throat> What micro behaviors can you make a change on? And we talked about that with Jordan Peterson, right? It's like yeah. seize the day. What can you do today in this moment, you know, in this hour, in this, in this minute, in this moment, totally. And then start to build habits of consistency. And then the habits then turn into ways of being. And now you're already, you know, past this point exactly. where you're on to the next thing where, you know, that you can actually reverse engineer yeah. all of these things. Like I think about it even, you know, you talked about this program that you enrolled in. I start on Monday. Amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. 12 weeks, 12 yeah. weeks now, but there's a part of me that's kind of like, holy shit. Like, where do I start? It's like, I don't think yeah. I eat that bad, but then when I, do I actually track what I eat? And then I think about it, I'm like, I eat a lot of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> I like my sweets, man. And then I think about the exercise side of things too. And it's like, I'm not in terrible shape, but I'm not in shape. Yeah. Like I'm physically the hundred burpees that we did during the challenge, both of us are in, were in a couple of weeks ago. Oh my gosh. Like, dude, I felt that for like was, five days. Yeah. yeah. But again, I just ground back in. Well, my intention is, is that I want to be able to, you know, you use the reference of like protect my family. Yeah, sure. There's an, there's a grounding point, you know, the other piece for me is I want to be able to hop on a surfboard and take my kids and feel like mm -hmm. I can protect them, you know, yep. knowing that I have to also be at the mercy of the ocean and, and allow totally. flow. If you all were to fall off and they were to drift away, can you swim to them? Can you grab them? Like totally. Those are the little things yeah. right? as a protector of what we, how we think. Yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, the entirety of all of that though, and this is, I guess where I'm getting to, and this is where I, I'd like us to maybe talk about the like changing of the story as the foundational starting point on that, because 
the overall big picture of like health and fitness and finances and, and security and just all of the things that make up life, yep. these bubbles, it's a lot. It's a lot. Absolutely. You know, until you ground back into, and this is maybe going to go deeper than what we want to go to, but like just this oneness of like knowing that you have the ability to impact all of it in a positive way. Yeah. You have to be patient, you know, and you have to address the root. You got to be massively patient. It's funny you say that. We talked about Gary Vee earlier, but Mm -hmm. I heard a quote from him this week. And uh, he, he was an older gentleman that he was talking with and he was asking, you know, I've, I've done X and it's been wrong and I've failed and blah, blah, blah. And Carrie says, do it again. Do it for five years, for yeah. five years. Yeah. You'll get it right. You know, and, but again, as we know, this is a common theme in today's world. Everybody's instant grat, right? Everyone's, totally. I do something. Where's my reward? Reward. Where is it? What is it? Like, <laughs> well, it's come like, on, man. It's, it's the phone, right? Totally. And it's Louis our kids. C. It's next generation. It's yeah. insane. And, um, you know, we're all guilty of it big time, yeah. right. And, and fitness, this journey and, uh, breath works. Another one, like every, everything you look at that has a mastery to it, or that you can build habits around, uh, people think if it doesn't happen instantly, they're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not the case. It's a long game. Yeah. Life is a marathon right and 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 being present day by day and making those changes on a daily basis with a small ripple effect over time in my opinion is is how we get there mm-hmm. right and whatever you're choosing to do it's how you really bring things back to earth and and uh you win in the long game yeah it reminds me of um cuz i i told you i did an interview earlier today too with mario um cuz we talked about this the idea of impact right yeah so what is your deep down desire? I want to create impact. I want to leave a legacy. I want to have influence to be able to create positive change, right? Yeah. And then when you think on that on the macro level, you're like, well, how do I do that? Well, I need to create a massive podcast with millions of downloads. No, you don't. You know, you need yeah. to start here first. Yeah. And then your way of being actually starts to create that ripple. Yeah. And the best example that I have of it was what I experienced for you in the last couple of weeks with this challenge that we were just referencing to is that, Mm -hmm. so you kind of alluded to it, that you were down this journey, you met these, you met this guy and and then decided to jump into this program. And part of this program is these challenges that they do consistently. And and we'll, uh, I'll share some information about it when we, when we publish this podcast too, because I, I want to be a conduit to that as well. But that's what I saw from you was that, you know, you even referenced that, like, you were like, I want to be a part of this. What can we do? How can we do this? And yeah. And you know, Cam even slowed it down and just said, like, just be a participant. Totally. And then be the example that you want to see in the world. Like, let's go Gandhi on this thing, man. You Absolutely. Know, like- and that's, that's where, you know, I learned a lot again, it was instant crap. It was like, okay, I want to be, be, be a part of this. How do yeah. I do it? Let's do it tomorrow. Let's yeah. have a call. Let's blah, 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 <laughs> yeah. blah. Right. It's like, as we do, and I'll tell you over the journey now, Oh my gosh, I realize the work that you have to do in here to be able to do it outwards and help others, right? Mm-hmm. You have to heal yourself and you have to really learn the work. And um it's there's there's many things that aren't in a book. Yeah. Right. And so um I'm glad he did that and pushed back on me. And it's uh I've learned so much more. I'm so much further along. And I I truly believe I can help influence people more now, but I'm still not there. Um and we're talking through a lot of different things, but it's, it's, it's magical how you can, once you start to go down that path, uh, it takes time. Yeah. Just like everything. 
it's, uh, you know, it's experience. And then it being through the challenges too, it's, I'm learning, I'm learning people now a lot more too, right. I'm observing things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, many videos and stories and deep stuff that's shared, uh, but it's human response. It's what's being brought up and why people are bringing up certain things and the way we all do it. And, and hell I'm, I'm in it. I'm mm-hmm. sharing all the same stuff, but also trying to digest, um, you know, as many learnings as I can to, to be able to be influential going forward. Yeah. So you challenged me earlier, so I'm going to flip the coin and do the same thing. Okay. <laughs> the, the idea of um, there's so much more to learn and you're not quite there. Why do you believe that to be true? Um, I just, I, I think some of it's going to come through experience just through time. Mm-hmm. I don't think, um, I don't think it's lack of ability because I think I have the ability. I, I, I feel I need to be more kind of trained as we all do right (laughs) just kind of like i don't have any of the formal stuff which some of it's not formal Mm -hmm. but in looking at the experiential side of how i'll be able to respond to people with bringing these things forward i don't know if right now i can formulate amazing responses if that makes sense Mm. but by watching and observing and and soaking in a lot more i feel like i'll gradually get there and i do want some some sort of formal training it's funny you mentioned that today is d-day for uh this is a tough one for me because it's it's uh the the guy i resonate with the most in the breathwork space Mm -hmm. when i found him i think i found him through aubrey marcus's uh social media i just i was watching a video live of him this morning and jules walked by the office i was like when I see his face, it warms my heart. When mm-hmm. I hear his messaging constantly and I, I, his, his program deadline was today and I didn't apply. And I've been thinking about it for four days, five days. Uh, there's a very large price tag, but I could, could have made it work. But, you know, it's interesting. I just, I feel like I wasn't spoken to as powerfully as I need to, needed to, to jump in. Mm. And so it, it, it's, yeah. It's an interesting one. I don't know. It's one of those ones. I'm like, I don't know if I made the right decision because yeah. um, he's not going to launch it. It's the first one he's ever put out for facilitator training and he's not going to do it again for a year. But uh, one of those ones I made the decision. I was like, I don't feel a really strong calling. So I, I, I don't feel I should do it yet. So I, mm-hmm. I think there's other work that I need to do. I don't think, you know, when I talk about this journey, I don't think that's going to be the end all be be all is just the breath workspace for me. I think it's going to be a lot more holistic with other elements into it. Mm. And I feel that's why I don't know if I was hesitant or if the answer that I got was appropriate and I should be stepping back from that for now. Yeah. So that was long winded and kind of trailed off, but <laughs> it was honest it's, though. It's the brain. Yeah. But, and I can relate, I can see myself in you in many cases when I've been down this journey before too. And And I'm still in that space too, because it never goes away, right? There's, there's always a tendency to say, I'm not quite ready, or I could use some more training, or Mm -hmm. I need more experience, or what if this question comes up and I don't know the answer or whatever it is, right? But the one thing that I've really grounded myself in lately, and I'll just flow you some direct feedback so that you can hopefully allow it to land is all of that stuff is great to have aspire to it. Absolutely. I'm going to be the same way now. Like I'm constantly going to be seeking and learning and doing the next thing and questioning myself and then going, Nope, my higher self says that you are enough right now, you know, but literally from the kind of work that you're talking about, whether it is that you're serving, you know, people in the sales space, if you do decide that this is going to be the tie in with like the business side, with the spiritual side, right. Maybe who knows, 
Um, maybe it's something else, like who knows what it's going to be. But to me, it's presence and it's integrity mm-hmm. and accountability to yourself, right? Yeah. Greatest version of self. Knowing that, and I said this on the podcast this morning too, that I am, as you are, the greatest version of myself right now. Today. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to not be, right? Does yeah. that mean that we don't aspire to be greater? Of course not. I think that's the characteristic ultimately that keeps us driving forward. Totally. Right? And people, it inspires the shit out of people when they see others that are willing to leap off the cliff first and say, grab my hand, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know everything, but I know enough Yeah, at one to five steps ahead of that person to be able to guide, right? Totally. Because you've been that for me, man. Like I, and I don't know if I've said that all out, but I referenced the idea of like the cold plunge. Like I asked to come over to your place. I was like, dude, I got to see this cold plunge. I'm like, how do you do like, what, yeah. you know, I've seen the videos or Googled it, but then you start to see, you know, like the $3,000 temperature con- controlled cold plunge. I'm like, yeah. I'm not investing money into this no, shit. You, you know, buy, you can buy some pretty cool ones these days. I looked at them too. Incredible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, then I saw your I saw your horse trough in the backyard yeah. <laughs> with a sheet of plywood on it, right? Totally. And I thought, yeah, I can do that. And within two weeks, I think it was, I, I went down there. I brought Logan, our oldest son, with me. And I was like, we're going to buy a horse trough. And he's like, what, daddy? You know? Yes. But I had it on the deck, right? And then the rest of it was just kind of like, take the leap, take the leap, take the leap, right? Yeah. And it's been good to, to just be able to, you know, even just share a oh, quick video back or... and forth. It's like with, yeah. with, with that, we've been doing it. And it's you doing that is a, a testament though, to, to who you are. You're a doer Yeah. because do you know how many people I've actually gotten in that tank and shown that tank and not a single one has bought one and got in it. Oh, yeah. this is cool. I'd love to have one of these. Oh, this is okay. So buy one. It's 150 it's bucks. 150 bucks. Man, it'll change your bloody life yeah. day to day you did it like four or five days later. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Trev, that's yeah. wicked. And what? uh, yeah. So, so, so good on you. It was again, it's, you know, those that take the action. Yeah. All I did was put a small idea. You yeah. Know, you, you planted a small idea, but you also led by example, right? Because I saw, again, this is going back to that, uh, that challenge that we were both in you enrolled um, a whole bunch of people in your family to show up, for themselves. Like, let's, Mm -hmm. let's make sure that this is phrased properly too. There was nothing to sell. It was literally just you and the way that you were being and other people, because I heard it and it wasn't from your, your words. It was your family saying, this is like, I saw a shift happen in Michael that made me say, the fuck do I got to lose here? Like, cause they were relating in their own life of like, something's missing here. I don't know what it is, but whatever he's drinking, I want a little bit of that. Right. Totally. Yeah. Which is scary shit for people because they're kind of like, what did I get myself into? You know, absolutely. And, and you knew you knew that I've I've taken enough of these jumps that you actually gave me a little bit of insight about what to expect. And I was yeah. like, that sounds freaking cool, right? But like, if I but said I still that had my... hesitation to even invite you, you know, because I know mm. there, I don't think I know a person besides Ryan or Cam or like someone I know in the course that would jump into this and be comfortable. Mm. You know, yeah. I know you've challenged yourself in many many ways, but I was like. I know the structure and I know in the first few minutes of every call, we're dancing. <laughs> yeah, we are exactly. dancing on a screen with a bunch of people that is generally not comfortable for 97% of the population. Right. Yeah. And, and that as a first impression could be like, oh, what the hell is this, this crap. Right. But mm-hmm. you saw the magic behind it all. That's one small component that brought everything together. And same with my family members. Yeah. I was surprised as hell. Amazing. It touched my heart, yeah. you know, and 
um, that's, that's, we've talked about the things, some of the business things I want to do. And that that's a big reason behind is because I don't feel I can have some of these conversations with those in my life. Keep talking. I got to plug my computer in before it dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be but, a bad way to end this side of, part of the interview. But it's, uh, there. but in just doing the work, right. right it, power. it helped influence that and they jumped in and it, it was magic. It was amazing to it see. It was magic, man. There's no other way to put it. It was just cool. literally like so oof. powerful. Yeah. And there's another one coming in two weeks. We're at Feb 14th. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure exactly. Actually, we might get this one out next week. We'll see. But regardless, there will be some consistency to these. And, and yeah. I'm of the same mindset too, that I believe that part of my purpose in this world is to help amplify the healers of the world. And I I refer to them that way now um, because there's all other kinds of labels too, but like creative seeker, you know, like there's all of these words, but I want to refer to it as healers because there's business coaches that are healers. There's body work and breath work and meditation and yoga and all of that, that side of things that are healers, right? A lot of times you think of healer and you're like, Oh, doctor or or, yeah. Yeah. But just anybody, anybody that's there to help lift others and to help them shift beliefs and get into a new state of just possibility. Yeah. That's part of it. Right. Because I know that I've, I've built my, well, it's more than 10,000 hours now. I don't even know what it is, but I've got my 10,000 hours in being able to do that. And it manifests in the shape of this setup right here and this recording and the fact that we're going to chop this up and. This is going to be a piece of your authentic story at this totally. timestamp of life. Yeah. Because this is going to change too. I sure as hell hope so. You I know, I'm wrong. Yeah. But. Like your perspectives, the way that you, the way that you choose to show up. Like even I hear you mentioned that maybe you were a little hesitant to mention to me about the challenge. Let me just say, I totally understand where you're coming from on that because I get the same way. Danielle challenges me on this constantly when, yeah we were speaking about this collective that we're talking about. And then even how I referenced Lewis and how there was this kind of like admiration and jealousy and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like I know that what we're talking about, what we're creating here, that Lewis would get a lot out of this too. Yeah. So what's stopping me from reaching out to Lewis and saying, Hey, totally. I've created this thing. You should come for a call. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just saying that out loud as an accountability piece for myself. But of course you go through the motion of overthinking it and you're thinking, well, Oh, you've already done the work and look at you. Yeah, totally. You've got who am I to invite you on, you know, no friend and blah, 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 blah. And you go through that motion when really you're bang on. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's exactly the thought process I I went through with you. I was like, you know, you're, you're definitely a lot further along than me in this space and you have so much more knowledge. And I was like, yeah, you might think it's, you know, kind of hokey and blah, blah, blah. And, but you weren't the only one I had that with. I had that with, you know, some other friends. I was just because we overthink it. We do that. And of course, everybody who committed to that process within body was amazing. The results were incredible. Yeah. And we had of the X amount that were in the group, we had at least 40 people fully committing, I would say. And, (laughs) you know, there was some, some, some deep stuff and some amazing work that happened for, for everyone. Yeah. Literally. And it's, it's the integration of the intention, I think is the biggest thing. That's, that's the best way to describe yeah. this challenge too. And, um, cause it is the actual physical, like show up, you know, like it's one thing to make an intention and state a declaration. It's another yeah. thing to like 
now go do it totally. you know and be accountable to it not yeah. not to the point where you're going to be punished but to the point where like you know that if you say with integrity that this is what i'm going to do and then you don't you've only let yourself down totally you're sitting there at night being like why didn't i do that live video mm-hmm. all i had to do was come up with one of my small truths and share it mm-hmm. and then you know you can do that work backwards to say yeah really why didn't you where's the real <laughs> why behind that but but yeah you're only shooting yourself in the foot for sure yeah and that actually speaks to one of the other things that I was wanted to talk with you about too even was this idea of of speaking your truth and and then what comes up um on that journey because mm-hmm. you know again Jordan Peterson in that interview talks about like speak your truth will you get what you want probably not but then how the hell do you know what you want so you may as well speak your truth because it's the adventure of your life. And yeah. if you're going to end up somewhere, you may as well end up that in that place based on you speaking the truth. But you've lived it truthfully. Yeah. And then, so that really landed for me. And then, you know, in my podcast, this is a piece of it, right? Is actually just having conversations like this. Cause not to say that my old interviews weren't deep, but they were different than this, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I've been sharing more online and, and at the same time, like facing that fear, because that was the story that I committed to changing when I stepped into the challenge that you invited me to, right? Was Mm -hmm. this like, I can't speak my truth out loud because if I get negative feedback, I'm going to um, feel hurt. I'm going to feel discarded. I'm going to potentially alienate and isolate family that won't want to talk to me. I'm going to get angry if somebody doesn't agree with me. And I can tell you right now, man, that after the last two weeks of speaking my truth and being very um, intentional about it and and at the same time, like speaking my truth, but then also just like constantly thinking like, should I say it that way or should I say that way? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That all of those things, those fears that I thought of have absolutely come up. Every single one of them. Yeah. I get people that have differing opinions that, that um, no give me feedback on my posts. Yeah. I feel it in my body, this kind of like wanting to be right, but then consciously going like, wait a second, what am I trying to be right about here? I think that's hold that right there. What mm. are you trying to be right about? You know, your truth. So exactly. you're trying to prove it to, mm-hmm. right? I think that's a huge pivotal point right there because I agree with what's going on in the world right now. And, and speaking your truth on, on any topic, it's, you know, your truth. So you don't need to fight anybody else on it. You don't need to convince anybody else that you're right. Your truth is their truth. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not, it's never going to be the way, regardless of the topic, right? It's, um, and I've seen people get cut up, up in that, especially with what's going on right now, but it's, it's, we knew, we know our truth. We know how we feel about it. And that, that should be that because mm-hmm. totally you can really turn it into something else in a negative light. If you really try to fight it and mm-hmm. fight for it that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And it's, and it's such an interesting um, dance to be in, I want to call it because when I'm very conscious of like saying, look, this is my truth and I'm being transparent and honest about the fact that I know that I don't know everything. I'm not a scientist. Yeah, totally. I don't have a, a decades and degrees and Nobel prizes and all of that kind of stuff, but I have a belief and it's shaped around these things. And I'm curious about what I don't know. And I'm, you know, humble to say when I don't know something, but then you see something that's so polarizing opposite from what you think. And you just think, how could somebody possibly think that way? And then you naturally, I know my tendency is to want to change their beliefs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. 
Of course. So my conscious intentional um, responses, and I'm not perfect at this. I'm st- I feel like it's still a, 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 I'm working the muscle, you know, Yeah. is to just lead with love, totally. lead with love. I'm saying, I just keep saying like, what would I say if I was leading with love? Knowing that like one of the comments that I responded to recently was to say something like, it's all good. We have differing opinions. Why don't we just virtually hug it out was my response. Right. Yeah. And I thought to myself, when I posted that, I was like, that's leading with love. She did not take it that way. She was like, she was like, she thought that I was being a condescending asshole. And like, and then naturally it got me questioning, like, did I say it in that way? Like, it's such a game. All you you can do is feel sorry for that person. I know. Because they're not, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and again, he got, I I don't know, he could go around in circles about it, but it's, but it's, yeah. Anytime you see any of that negative stuff, it's just like, I feel sorry for you. That mm. you're so consumed by that and you don't have clarity to step outside and say, everybody is going to have different opinions, as we talked about earlier, right? And our opinions are shaped on our life. I yeah. mean, you could say nature, nature, nurture, right? It's like, but they, they, there's a component that it is. It's what we grew up in, in our environment. And especially the, the immediate last few years, if you have friends that were affected or not, if you think, you know, people high up or you're a science person or you're this person or you're, what has your, what have your influences been? Um, I don't know whether you were watching the media and believing it, right? Mm-hmm. And all, all, all of the above, all, all we can all do is do our best with our critical minds. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, we've talked in life about this, but none of us really know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> we don't know what's going on. We don't. So we do our best uh, to, to, you know, come up with our best solutions information, and, yeah. and results and uh, what we feel is best for our families and our, our livelihood, mm-hmm. our day to days. Yeah. Um, but everybody's going to be different. Yeah. And respect others' opinions. Yeah. Because, you know, the last thing we want is, is to be divided on this stuff. It's not, we're going to have divided opinions, but, you know, as a, as humans, we shouldn't be divided just because we have different opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, and from that context, like a person, you never know what, in fact, I actually invited, or I didn't, I didn't ask the person to tell me this, but I actually presented the question of saying like, look, I have no idea how all of this stuff, because there's a lot of things to unpack with regards to COVID and pandemics and everything else. I have no idea how this has impacted you and your family, but that was my um, outreach to say like, I realized that like, I have zero clue about what you've brought with you over the years of childhood totally. trauma, current experiences, yep. loss of income, loss of family members in some yep. cases. Like, how can you not be empathetic to that? Like, this is definitely never a one-sided, like stop the mandates, open everything up because you're wrong. And this is right. Yep. Like that's inconsiderate. That's not compassion. No, absolutely. And that's, that's it. That's why it's such a complex uh, topic mm-hmm. and we're all living it. Mm-hmm. together right so but i can say what we've seen recently is is uh in my opinion very special to see with the unity of the convoy stuff mm. you know um i'm sure there's some silly opinions there's a, a small fringe minority within the fringe minority yeah. <laughs> but there's a small you know small number in there that are, are uh there for the wrong reason but i think the majority were there for the right reason and um you see people of all opinions coming together to say, let's, let's, let's be done with this, mm-hmm. you know, and let's take our, our freedoms back yeah. live our lives again. Yeah. So it was special to see. Yeah, it is for sure. And I think it's, 
it does come back to again of like how important it is to do this self-work and know that if you try to consume all the information and all the sides and, and take on the weight of the feelings attached to all of that stuff, you will literally kill yourself. Yeah. Like there's no other way to put it. Like yeah. there's science that actually proves how much like, and I can even speak to it, what I was saying the other night, like when I was in a back and forth and I was consciously trying to like lead with love, I felt it, man. Like I felt yeah. it here in my chest. I felt it in my heart. Yeah. And then I, and then I caught myself. I was like, Oh shit. I stopped breathing. Like that, something that simple, you know, yeah. I was just like holding my breath and I was like, wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like stop. Yeah. Breathe. Clear totally. your mind. The physical of- effects are massive, right? You're getting caught up and just going through it. When yeah. Not stepping outside a little bit and being conscious. That's, mm-hmm. that's wild. But you thought about it. So you did eventually, right? It just took you that. Yeah. That extra step. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, the things that you have a, you know, you have a, just an intuitive sense, which is part learned and part just who you are as a, mm-hmm. as a, as a person, you know, is the ability to not only um, do that yourself too, knowing that you're not perfect. You have moments, right? Like you both got kids that are under five, like Jesus, you, <laughs> these kids piss you off every once in a while. There's no way around it, but just to consciously choose something different and then to yeah. put um, simple practices in to shift from a self-regulation standpoint, which has such a massive ripple effect, like not just in your physical well-being, but even in how your kids will become adults and how they will parent. Yep. Like it's so critically important. And that's, I think one of the things that I am feeling this desire to argue online, but at the same time, catching myself and saying, don't try and be right on this, but to just like, are we measuring the right things right now? Can we measure the impact of a smile or a hug? Totally. Or a handshake or facial, a high five. Facial or... expressions in general. You know, if you talk about that briefly, um, and we don't want to go too far down this. I, I, I find this topic consumes so much time. <laughs> I know. But anyways, but, you know. We're still good for time, by the way. Kids <laughs> kids sitting next to each other in class. Yeah. Not knowing if their friend is sad or if they're smiling or if whatever. But they're not seeing facial expressions. That is so sad to me. Mm-hmm. Um and it doesn't make any sense, right? It's a small piece in a massive thing that's going on, but that one hurts me for some reason. Yeah. I'm so glad my kids are not in, you know, uh, school right now. They're in preschool. Me and you don't both have man. that. And yeah. my brothers are, and he's pulled them out. He's homeschooling. And I would really? probably do the same because, oh, it's, it's just heart wrenching to think of what they're going through. And we can go on. We know there's these extreme cases of kids that are older, Mm-hmm. suicide and mental illness and all this stuff and it's it's sickening this should not be happening yeah and it's 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 just darn sad it is yeah yeah there's lots lots of those stories and of course naturally <laughs> what you look for what you focus on you will attract and you will see more of right yeah um so being able to be open-minded to all of these different perspectives and possibilities is important on that too but it's hard to I, I reference this all the time. It's kind of like when you open that door and you take a peek inside, you're like, you can either choose to pretend like you didn't see that, or you can mm. just go, all right, like I need to be a part of the change here Yeah. without even knowing. And it's kind of going, alluding back to what we were saying before. <laughs> it's like, you could go take another course or do a breathwork session and say, I'm not ready until this, but like, yeah. dude, you've cracked the door open already and you've seen the impact and it's been very personal for you. And your wife, yeah, and, and you your can't dad, look back. 
it's 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 interesting you bring that up because I have these moments still. I am still I'm still killing my ego. I'm still getting rid of my old self. I yeah. am. Yeah. I am. I was a life of the party, drink all the time, not drink all the time, but like if I show up at something, you know, and I'm not talking in my kids days in my most recent years, but um, that was who I was. Right. And it's interesting. It's I show up now and I might have one drink. I might, you know, but I might not, I might, mm-hmm. it's not important to me anymore, but talk about, it's funny when I had these discussions with Cam, we talked about taking the red blue, the, the blue pill yeah. with breath work and with this, with, this world, this whole fitness world, once you, once you see the clarity, you have the energy, you have all of that. Why would I want to go back to, you know, yeah. Sunday morning hangovers and eating crappy food and because your food's such a big part of your vibration too. And all of mm. it's interconnected and um, is looking behind the curtain tougher. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's more yeah. challenging, but it's also more rewarding. And I also know what's real, you know, I'm not, not, hiding anything anymore i'm not trying to cover it up i'm facing it head on Mm. and having real deep relationships and and that's that's where the magic happens right i'd much much rather live in in that world than than the other yeah yeah it's a pretty special place it really is and um and actually danielle really grounded me in this the other day too because i i used the reference of like speaking on stage that there's this incredible high and then this almost low that happens. And then a conversation like this, like incredible high, like I want to have conversations like this all the time, you know? Yeah. Or I want to see the look on my kid's face when I take them skating all the time like that. Totally. And she's like, that's not real. Yeah. And if we live in a constant state of that high bliss vibration without the balancing of, and the duality of, of the like lows. of the lows, yeah. And to love the shit out of the lows, like you said, you lose all the essence of life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, because I can think of the extremes, right? Like the ultimate high, whatever it is for somebody, you know, maybe it's that fame that you're aspiring to from the ego self, but Mm -hmm. then the lows could be the death of a loved one, you know? Yeah. They can be that extreme. But what about the in-betweens even too, you know, like the everyday highs totally. and, and just being able to see things differently. You referenced it, the idea of like getting up in the morning and just going putting your feet in the, in the uh, uh, grass. Yeah. It's a high. Yeah. If you choose well, to do it. I, I think it was another one of Dr. Peterson's uh, podcasts. Actually, I watched a clip yesterday. That's mm. funny you mentioned this because he, he talked about this, uh, the, our moments in life, right? And he's like, yeah, life is has its high moments and has its lows, but what you need to make special, what you need to practice and hone is the 10 minutes when you walk in your house and you and your wife interact mm. is when you sit at the kitchen, the dinner table, and you talk to your kids and your wife, make that special. Yeah. Because when you do the multiplier on that, that is a big portion of your life. Yeah. Right. And they're, they're those, those tiny ripple effects right? It's, those are the important moments. Those are the, the mundane, but that can be made special. And if you can make that special, that's life. Yeah. Right. And if you can make that happy and, and that those regular things, happy times, right? Yeah, absolutely. Those are the most ones people overlook because it's the same thing over and over in the, the, the every day. I think of uh, just recently we've been, when we're done our work, day because we're working from home you know this is the office slash (laughs) kitchen downstairs slash wife's office yeah but we come upstairs now and we go straight into the playroom and we just put on music for 10 minutes and dance with the kids yeah 
and they love it you know like they're they don't even know what they're doing half the time they just want to spin and flip and do things but they're just so happy you know it's an energy release it's a bonding moment it's great Mm -hmm. absolutely Yeah. yeah love that being very conscious of all those things and even the sitting at the table because we we fall into patterns ourselves too where like my wife likes the young and the restless so she records it and she watches it and i usually stand up in the kitchen and eat and the kids are over on the table eating and we were like how about we just turn everything off and just be present with each other totally even if it's just 10 minutes like it doesn't need to be an hour and a half of anything you know it's just like exercise even too you know like yeah get down and do 20 push-ups in the middle of the day. Yeah. doesn't need to be an hour long, this big thing and all this equipment. Just get a bit of movement going, right? Or as Just you say, do those, those small changes and they, they lead to bigger ones. We did it recently with the kids too at, at the cabin. You know, we're at the cabin. So it's silly that we even bring the iPads, but we were getting the habit of bringing the iPads for the kids. Mm. And the bickering and the, I don't want to watch this. I want to watch this and the this. <laughs> and the, holy sh-. So we went up last weekend and we were like, the iPads don't exist. They're here. Mm. they don't exist yeah. it was magic that kids just played and we played with them and yeah we did some dancing we did whatever whole different world right mm. and it's so it's yeah it's us stepping outside of those everyday scenarios and making minor tweaks and if we fall back into the routine who cares as long as you're stepping out again totally. right yeah, because yeah. that used to be the everyday mm-hmm. so if you're winning one day a week that's a change in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. And eventually if you turn it into two, three, great, but don't penalize yourself if you're slipping back for, you know, yeah. days in between. Yeah. Well, it goes back to that intention, behavior, habit, way of being right. Yeah. Start with one. I think that's one of the other things too. Like I just keep referencing back to this big graphic of like oneness and self-actual and that type of thing. And then all of these things, you try and do them all at once and you're likely going to fail Yeah, because you just literally cannot in your human form, scatter yourself in so many directions. Overwhelming. Yeah. The cold plunge has been that for me. I was like, I I sat in it two nights ago um, when I busted through two inches of ice and I was like, I do not want to fucking go in this thing tonight, you know? But then I actually turned on the camera and I was like, I do not want to fucking go in this thing. But I'm going to do it anyways, because I know that in a week from now, which as of the recording here is Monday, I'm going to either commit to doing this fitness and health routine that will become a way of being, or I won't, or I'll tell myself a story and I'll, I'll just be out of integrity, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to have a day where I'm going to be so bloody sore that I'm not going to want to do anything. Yeah. But just jump in the pool, just go. Totally. Even if it's just five minutes of rolling on the floor. Yeah. Something, you know, like I don't have to freaking do a hundred burpees every day. Just do something. Keep the momentum going. That's how the habits get created. Big time. Yeah. It's just something and small, as you say. Yeah. So simple and 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 minute. It's that's that's one reason I picked this up. You know, the daily stoic. I'm not yeah, show that, show that in the camera. Great little uh book here. I one of my there you go my newer habits I want to create is journaling. I can, I can, I can reflect and sit down, um, but I haven't been doing it consistently. Mm. So what this book here offers is it's 366 days of writing and reflecting on the art of living. Um, so each day it has like a prompting thought provoking yep. question in the morning and the evening, mm. you know, so brief okay. paragraph, whatever, but it's getting me doing it twice a day and with a leading question. Right. So yeah, for me, it's just, I want to build a habit. And it's interesting because sometimes I'm doing this and then I grab my journal and I write a page <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. Right. But I just wanted to create those habits 
Um, and that's been one, one small game changer for me. Yeah. Pen to paper. That's, that's where like we started off talking about this. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm just so comfortable and natural with the conversation with the camera and speaking. And so therefore I record everything and I'm like, this is my journal. It's so different when you actually pen to paper though. Big time. It really is. It's almost like it's some registers and lands with your. It surprises soul, you, you know? what comes out. Yeah. If you don't filter it. I yeah. Find, just right. Just right. Yeah, Even it, if it's incoherent sentences. Exactly. Sometimes. You yeah. don't worry about, you know, whether it's making sense or, you know, where you're putting your, your commas and whatever, you let it flow and it, it, it really goes. It's, it's, it's totally, unique. Man. It's your brain spewing all the uh, thoughts, motions, information, whatever's coming at that time. Yeah. 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 And iterating on it. I'm, I, we won't be able to see this on the video, but I showed you this Mike before. Yeah, love it. This dragonfly collective and truth transcends illusion and all these words that represent it and all the pieces on the outside. Like, if I actually really think about this, this is five years in the making. Like that graphic yeah. right there was formulated through the constant re like iteration yeah. of doing the lifebook program, you know, leaning into it, finding pieces that I like, finding pieces where I was like, ah, oh, a little disconnected there, yeah. you know, doing the change the story challenge, going to a live transformational experience, doing reading a book, you know, totally all of these things just kind of culminate to make their little wins along the way that yeah. help you just formulate thoughts that then become intentions that yep. can become a vision. And then you actually Absolutely. feel grounded and that feels like, like uh, it feels like a North star to me. Yeah. Yeah. You when, can probably go back further than five years. With, oh yeah. With the, I'm uh, just thinking to, what's, yeah, it's pulling into that right there. Right. It's yeah. Totally, man. Um, so speaking of that, knowing that having a vision Having clarity on a vision, knowing that we're we're constantly revisiting it, that we are, um, you know, challenging our thoughts and beliefs on things. Where do you find yourself right now in this moment, knowing that, like, when I do these podcasts, part of my intention is that we speak honestly and truthfully about, like, here's where I'm at. This is what I believe to be true. Yeah. And then in three months or six months or a year or whatever, we come back to it and we reflect. And I'll just give you an example, like Danielle was a very extreme example of this because she was somebody that I had known for like three years and I had attracted her into becoming a mind mindset mentor in one of my programs. And I say that just because there's, there was a weird way that we actually got connected and it was just meant to be kind of thing, you know, Yeah. but she, she was a mindset mentor, you know, which had some limitations just in the way that it's even articulated, right? It's like mindset. Okay. Well, it's one layer deep. It's your mind. That's it. Right. It's yeah. not your body. It's not your breath. It's not all these, it's not your being or your energy. And in February, when we did that interview, she hadn't fully stepped into the spiritual teachings and the transmissions and just the, the mentoring and the coaching and just the way of being of who she's become now mm -hmm. and is still evolving into, and will never end. But six months later, it's like a completely different person. And she went yeah. through a massive, I don't know if you know about this, but she went through a massive, very painful personal experience physically where she was like, just like her whole left side of her body was completely shut down, like locked wow. up. Yeah. Like three, I forget what she it was three weeks or three months that where she was basically bedridden and she looks at it and then phrases it now as like an upgrade. Like she literally hmm. was receiving an upgrade and Wild. had to go through that in order to step into this next phase. Yeah. Right. So with all that in mind, here's the question. <laughs> 
what's got you to here is all intentional on purpose, exactly how it was supposed to be, right? Yep. Where do you see yourself now? What do you see? You can go as far ahead as you want here. What is the next month, three months, six Where months, we five years? What, what does it look like, man? Just um, talk through it. I mean, I really resonate. It's interesting that you say the word upgrade and, and that I really, I really do feel like I, I, I'm absolutely coming into my true mission and who I'm meant to be. And, and, uh, so much, uh, can't find a better word, but realness to, to me as an individual. Mm. And I'm now able to bring that to my family and to, uh, you know, not just my immediate family, but close friends and stuff. I find myself in conversations and I have such a deeper context to those and the way I'm looking at it and the way I'm listening. So I, I truly feel that, you know, I've expressed, this is the space I want to be in. I do. And whether that does become some sort of business or sales coaching mixed with, you know, the breath work and the, the high performance stuff, I'm not sure. I've gone back and forth. I, I really have. I brought up Lucas Mack earlier. He's a breath work. Can't call him a mentor. I don't really know him, but I certainly look up to him. Mm. And I love how he has a balance of uh, healing and trauma work but also high performance, helping high performance individuals. So, you know, he's doing visualization, um, manifestation combined with breath work. I think that's magic, mm. you know? Yeah. Uh, so cool to see. So that's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find that. So I don't really know where the exact projection is. And I think that's where for me, and we've talked about this a little bit is, is where I think my true next progression is a podcast is of my own yep. to really talk this stuff out because I feel individuals that I'm going to have on there, I'll learn more from, I feel like in topics I'm going to bring forth, it's going to shape me a little more and I'm, I, clarity is going to present itself. Um, but I think that'd be a good tool for me to do that. And really it's just, it takes a lot of reflecting. It takes a lot of reflecting when I talk about that quiet time and uh, the, the cold plunges and, you know, it's making these practices consistent yeah. and making sure the, the energy and the vibe is high because that's when you attract these different items as well. Right. So mm -hmm. I had a call with a, a friend in Costa Rica about an opportunity this morning, talking to Kim about opportunities, and then I'm looking at my own and whether I want to do it that way. So right now I'm, I'm putting them all out there and dissecting mm -hmm. and then trying to listen to this and say, maybe I do need to do it all on my own. I don't <laughs> want anybody else. Right. So that's yeah, the yeah. process. I can tell you with certainty that I, I truly think you know, I shouldn't say, I think I should say, I'm going to launch this fucking podcast. <laughs> uh, still a lot of work you to just do. Did. And I'll probably lean on you a little bit for some, some advice, no totally, question man. there, but I think that's going to be a great tool for me to, to find some next steps. Mm -hmm. And um, if I'm to really look further down the line, um, yeah, I might, you know, we might, we're sneakily thinking of some idea to maybe head to Costa Rica for just a year as well and let the mm. creative juices flow. And so maybe, you know, it's, um, we're working in the morning on the laptop with doing this work and then I'm surfing in the afternoon. You might be next to me, who knows? <laughs> right. And these are yeah. some, some things that can happen, but, uh, I definitely want to find a self-sustaining, uh, job on, uh, to be, to be virtual mm -hmm. and, and help influence and impact people. And, uh, while keeping my creativity high and the adventure and experience experiential part of my life high so that I can keep building the energy within myself to, to give to others. Mm -hmm. So what's uh, I'm going to keep digging deeper on this then too. So when that reality exists, 
and we're hanging out in Costa Rica and our kids are playing in the waves and we're out surfing and you're doing your podcast and you're creating financial abundance for your family um, where you maybe can't even see it right now. What does that feel like? I just smiled while you were saying it, <laughs> right? And that's what it's about. It is. Yeah. And you saying that actually just reminded me that I do need to visualize and manifest that more. I need mm. to sit with that and I need to listen to the waves yeah. and I need to see myself feeling the wind, you know, while working on my laptop at our place that's near the beach and knowing that in two hours, I'm going to walk down and join my family on the beach and see my little dudes on a longboard and take them out and uh, go for a jog on the beach. And um, that yeah. feels invigorating, right? Yeah. It feels amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and then, and then eventually, you know, bring that energy home and, and, uh, influence others here. Yeah. Well, this is the, I think that actually is a great way to wrap up what this conversation is. And, uh, ultimately the friendship that I build with you and what I think is so amazing about this though, man, is that you, you and I obviously move two doors down from each other. Cause I don't even know if we mentioned that on the podcast, but like no. we literally live to like two doors down from each other. Yeah. Uh, or three doors down. There you go. Maybe we'll see. We get some sponsorship. We'll get some <laughs> the bands coming in and stuff. But um, that wasn't by accident, you know, no. and neither was, you know, whenever we bumped into each other for the first time, I can't even remember. It was probably like pushing strollers because it was a couple of years ago. You sure it was. Yeah. You know, just kind of yeah. walking around the streets of like, hey, hey, what's happening, man? You know, like, oh, you got kids the same age as mine. Cool. Totally. You know, like that yeah, was a couple I, of those at first. And yeah. Yeah. I want to be around people that have kids and know the pain I'm going through. <laughs> yeah. And if, Hey, we want to look at manifesting. We want to look at asking the universe. I can say I manifested you. Totally. I could, I could, I had many conversations with my wife about the awkwardness of, of, you know, meeting in being able to have intellectual conversations with friends, mm -hmm. you know, you get to a certain age in life where again, there's drinking buddies. And then there's people that you're actually, you're able to have those conversations and have real visions with. And I'm yeah. past the drinking buddy stage. I don't, it's not a habit of mine anymore, really. Right. Yeah. And I was looking for, and I was like, babe, I don't, I work at home. You know, I don't really talk to people at the gym. It's it's I'm in my zone. I'm not really part of any groups. <laughs> you know, how do you do that? What am I supposed to like send dudes DMs? And, you know, <laughs> kind of weird. Hey, look kind of cool. So you want to play tennis? We live in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> I've never really thought of it that way. Right. But, yeah. but I feel we have that, that relationship where we can have these conversations. Mm -hmm. I feel we have many more to come, many things to work on together and it's cool. And it's really, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's neat. I agree. It's, it didn't happen by accident. No. And it's the, the culmination of a few other things here too. Like I've kind of alluded to this graphic I'm talking about, but like, you know, everything that I hear you saying, I already see that for you in the future, because I know, I know personally, some of the things that you might be going like, well, I think I want to do this, but like, where the fuck do I start? Dude, I've been doing yeah. it for 15 years, you know? Yeah. And then, and I'm just speaking like strictly from the marketing and the technology and the like, just just me just doing this interview right here. We just created a piece of content that now becomes a bit of a launching pad for you to decide is what you said here, your authentic truth. And is, and if it is jump off that's the cliff, cool. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, and if it's not, that's cool too, whatever, you know, yeah. but at least it's something. And then the other piece of it is though, too, is that I'm a, a huge believer in the idea of the collective of like who you spend your time with. Everybody knows this from the, like totally the five people you spend the most time Here with some of, yeah. And it's so true. And, and it's 
the beautiful part about technology, I think, and naturally this is a in-person interview. The first time that I've done this just yeah. worked out because you're just down the street, but <laughs> technology, everybody wants to blame the tech for the problems that we have in this world. You know, the social dilemma documentary and stuff yeah. talking about like how it's just evil and all that. Separation. It's, yeah. Yeah. But the truth is, is that like, it can also create massive connection. Like some of the contacts and the, and the calls that I have with people, like I've got friends in Costa Rica that I've never met. Yeah, that I could literally roll up on their place and they'd give me a couch to sleep on yeah. tomorrow and That's take awesome. me out surfing, yeah. you know, and I can say that for many, many people all over the world. And it's just amazing, right? Like when you find that, you just lean into it and you go, all right, how do I do more of this? How do I spend yeah. more time with people like this? And this we're the working title right now is Dragonfly Collective. I don't know if I'll even land on that yet, but it's mm-hmm. feeling really good. And I was telling you before, the idea of like the dragonfly on a tarot card, right? And if yeah. there's lots of translations, but if you read the one that I read or had read to me actually was, you know, the masks that you have worn to date have served you. Yeah. Like they're, they're not something that you should be ashamed of. They've served you, whatever that they means. Brought you a purpose in one way or another and brought you to where you are. Yeah. And I just think for both of us, like we have a very similar background, even though our sports were different and stuff, but like the mask that I wore was that I'm a hockey player. That's my identity and Mm -hmm. I'll never be anything else. Right. Yeah. Um, And then shift into entrepreneur. I am an entrepreneur. I am a this, I am a that. Right. But uh, when you can surround yourself with people that all just come from the same centered grounding of just knowing that there's a higher self that's available to us here Mm -hmm. inside that doesn't have to be impacted by the outer world, but is impacted by the outter world, who you spend your time with is yeah. have a massive impact on your well, and, and elevation. When, and when you talk about masks, are willing to arrive masks, maskless, mm. are, are willing to arrive, you know, uh, with, with no ego and, and open and vulnerable to have the, the, the meaningful discussions, the true yeah. self discussions. Right. And um, yeah. So I think that I love that. That's, that's exciting. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing what you guys do. It's pretty cool. Well, it's a part of, you know, the, the future visioning that like you were already articulating for me, it's a very similar thing. It's, I don't know if it's Costa Rica, but it's likely Costa Rica. It's a beach. It's a place where there's a big property. There's, um, you know, other buildings on that property that people can come and stay with us. Mm -hmm. There's a view of the ocean. There is, uh, workshops, yeah. retreats cool. yeah there are healers that <clears throat> do breath work there mm-hmm. are yoga like my mom teaches yoga like i already see it yeah i just i'm not it's, it's not the, in my physical reality start yeah yeah and i see you and julie and your guys's family as a piece of that so yeah um yeah so that's why i was looking forward to doing this man it's, well i just heard certain roles in there and i was like all right cool so i got a job at least a little bit of the year <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah. That. And I see no, us, you great. know, like, there's no doubt, like I, I will be the support system for you to make all of that stuff come true at, at whatever pace that you want it to be too, because it's all possible, man. And I yeah, just I appreciate you- that. Cause it is, uh, as you say, and you've been through it, it's an overwhelming journey. It's, you know, I, yeah, I've been thinking on it for the past few weeks, but I can say I haven't done well, that's not true, but I haven't done, you know, an appropriate amount of planning pen to paper mm. type stuff. Yeah. Um, so to make it happen, we got, I got to do it. I got to start really, really grinding on it. Yeah. Flip the record button on. That's always my first piece of advice for everybody. Yeah. It is yeah. just like you would have seen. I think you saw my first 
one mm-hmm. that I did. Yep. It was in the room on the other side of the house over there with a gas fitter in here trying to hook up our stove and <laughs> a bunch of noise and chaos going on all around me. But I just, you know, looking back on that one, I've watched it back a few times and I was like, that was my honest truth. Cause totally at that I time, that clue was what I was even doing, man. Yeah. I was just like, I'm just going to start. But you started. I you just took started. the first step, right? Yeah. And my most loyal listeners were my family. Yeah. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, come full circle on all of this. I don't know if they're still listening or not because I'm speaking my truth and I may be ruffling feathers yeah. a little bit, but it's your truth, but it's my truth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to be said too, for um, comfortability with the silence too. And that's again, mm-hmm. where I'm sitting, right. Is like, yeah, I know when I'm sitting and reflecting, it's usually when something's really downloading to me yeah, the most, right? Totally. When you're Absolutely. not trying to be busy and over. Yeah. No, and it's, that's it. It's not trying to block thoughts out. You just give yourself that space. You give yourself that space and, and uh, clarity arrives. Yeah. Ideas arrive. Yeah. Totally, man. Right on. Well, I think let's wrap it on that. We can, uh, we'll do a part two. I don't yeah. know when, maybe in a week, maybe in a month, maybe in three months, who knows, man. Yes. But uh, cool. Thanks so much for doing this. This is fun. You bet. I, I do have one question for you at the end here too. I didn't bring that to shoot it in for a uh, shoot. This <laughs> I just, when I read this one this morning is very thought provoking. Ah, So I'm going to read it in a, in a different uh, context here. Are you cultivating the in, invincibility of your power to choose? So I'll read it one more time because yeah, there's some please. power there and, and there's some big words. Um, that, you know, you have to kind of break apart, but, but are you cultivating the in, invincibility of your power to choose? Mm. Am I the creator of my own reality of, of knowing that choice is always possible? That's kind of how I yep. heard that. So you don't have to answer it. We can no, handle it's, that. It, it's, it's a thought. It was more just a, it really hit me and it really made me stop. And I was like, oh. That's, that's a good one. And I had to piece it out just like that to be like, okay, cultivating. Yeah. And, but uh, yeah. I love it, man. Um, Anybody that's listening, watching this, answer that question for yourself. And if you want to read out or if you want to reach out even too, and and just think about what comes up for you, because this, the daily stoic journal is great, man. I've got a yeah. version of that. I just don't have a journal version. So now I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, it's neat. <laughs> I it, got the one that you just read and it kind of translates the, yeah. the philosophy. It allows you to, well, they, they have pages, weekly pages of that stuff and it's mm-hmm. deep as you know. And so it's nice to break it up with your own thoughts amongst the questions yeah. and things like that. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. So I guess I'll just have to go and get the journal version now. So. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks so much for doing this. That was fun. Yes. Appreciate you and uh, appreciate you having me on. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Trevor Turnbull show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please consider subscribing on my YouTube channel and on your favorite podcast platform and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. Now, until next time, remember today is a beautiful day of opportunity. Trust that you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. So be grateful, be curious, and be brave.